tuning in. Please like, turn on notifications, subscribe, or share. Want to be a guest? Email podcast at tricountyareachamber.com. so much for joining us on today's episode of Chamber Chat. My name is Danielle Rexford. I'm the Marketing Communications Director um, with the Chamber, sort of standing in for Eileen today for her announcements, and I'm flying solo for this episode, so I'm really excited to interview our guest. Um, as always, a huge thank you to our 2021 Mission and Vision Partners for their support of the Chamber through June of this year. Um, with their support, we're able to offer so many great opportunities and programming for our members. So thank you again to them. And we really encourage you to support these businesses and organizations if you can. Uh, just a few quick announcements before we get into today's show. Um, next Monday, we have our REACH Luncheon with Congresswoman Madeline Dean. Uh, we're honored to be able to have the opportunity to hear from her next Monday. She'll be speaking about how to be a change maker. So that event is up on our website if you'd like to register. And REACH events are open to all. And, you know, very timely that we have her for Women's History Month because she has an amazing story to tell. And again, we're so honored to be able to hear her story. Um, and I just wanted to say it's been a great opportunity this month uh, with Eileen uh, interviewing so many great women in our membership in recognition of Women's History Month. We've really been enjoying it. We love to hear the stories of everyone and so many incredible women in our membership that are so inspiring. So I just wanted to put that out there that it's been an honor to interview everyone. We really um, appreciate everyone's support of the show, everyone who's tuned in and commented and shared. Thank you so much. Um, after today, we only have one more episode for this month for Women's History Month, so I am going to miss it a little bit, I have to say, <laughs> um, but I'm sure our great host, Bill BDL, BTLO, is ready to get back into the show. So again, thank you all. Thank you to all of the guests we've had on so far, and I'm very excited to introduce our guest for today, Kim Mack of HR Intended. Hi, Kim. How are you? Hi, Danielle. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, and you're also, you are a new chamber member. So congrats and welcome to the chamber. Thank you. Um, Thank you. So to start out, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So uh, my husband and I actually have been in the community our entire lives. We were high school sweethearts, um, married out of high school, went to one of the local high schools um, in the area. Uh, we raised our daughter 20 minutes on the west side of Pottstown in Douglasville sold our home two years ago and now we live on the east side closer to limerick so we're still in the same neck of the woods our entire lives both grew up here um so it's nice so we're living and operating in in the community to which we support so um it took us a while i've been i've had about 25 years in corporate life um to which my normal commute time would take me malvern um berwin king of prussia over the last several years um but uh covid has redefined kind of what my priorities are what my husband's priorities are and uh you know kind of refocusing taking a moment's pause and trying to which i think a lot of people have done kind of reassessing what's important and what um where they want to make a place for themselves, both personally and professionally. So that's what we're doing. Awesome. Yeah. Cause your, your husband is also a small business owner as well. Correct. Yes, I know he's also, we're both the newbies team. to the chamber. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, awesome. um, yes. So we both did it simultaneously. We both joined. Yes. 
So when you were in the corporate setting, have you always been in human resources? Yeah, so I like to say that I was in human resources before it actually became human resources. Um, <laughs> uh, when I was in college, uh, there wasn't a human resources program. Um, I graduated in business management. And then like most um, college graduates, uh, you take the first job you get. <laughs> you don't always necessarily land in your profession. And I was fortunate enough to land in some pretty good um, industries. A couple of my jobs in the early stages, um, my first job was as an administrative assistant, but it was in insurance. So I got um, a little bit of touch upon benefits and working with brokers and that kind of scenario. And then um, I then worked in 401k uh, and at that point they need somebody to do payroll. So it just all kind of came together, which now under the bucket of HR, a lot of those are found. So, um, you know, early stages to which I had a lot of mentors and job experience uh, kind of redirected uh, what it, and gave me clarifiers as to what I was actually good, what, good at doing. So, um, and I think that's just kind of, um, <laughs> a lesson learned as you know you grow through the years and the ranking and what mentors you've had in your path too. I've been very fortunate to have some that actually gave me that guidance and um, gave me some not harsh criticism, but some very eye-opening criticism so I could um, either work on certain um, capabilities and improve upon them or know what I'm not good at and redefine myself. So. Um, with that said, HR is one of those things that um, has certainly over many years gotten extremely um, not more popular, but um, definitely takes a lot more time and having to stay up on laws that are changing and um, especially, gosh, coming out of COVID, holy smokes, um, you know, every other day we have a new stimulus package that we have to break down. Right. And on top of that, you know, our clients or if you know if you're um, a full-time employee working in HR within an organization, you have to be that expert knowledge and give guidance to you know the senior leadership members, um, you know what we can and can't do, kind of thing. Um, and if you know with the most recent package, when um, you know there was all that time off that would pr protected your job, you know when. COVID exploded and we had all these families trying to figure out homeschool at the same time they were trying to do their full-time job. Um, you know, a lot of the stimulus packages help to offset that if they just couldn't work, you know, so then you have to have to deal with other items in payroll and it just is a nonstop research project, you know, for the lack of better terms, because, um, what you don't know, you know, you have to go look into. And fortunately there were a lot of resources, but it was changing, the, the landscape changed daily for the longest period of time through COVID early on. So, and now we're coming out with the most recent, you know, COBRA stimulus um, subsidy. So we have to understand who qualifies for that and all the, um, uh, the other eligibility requirements to make sure that we're allowing the right people on it, so. Yeah, it's good times in HR right now. Yeah. Yeah, and like you said, there's so much information out there. I know on the Chamber's end, we've heard some feedback from people just really saying how overwhelmed they are with, there's just right. so much going on. There's always things that keeping up with all the information. So mm -hmm. branching off of that, what are some of the services that you offer 
Um, and specifically, how have you helped businesses during COVID-19 um, and how has that sort of affected your business? Well, so um, coming in the early stages of COVID, um, I was still 100% corporate. Um, my LLC has been in place since 2019, but I would just pick or choose because I was working over 40 hours corporate wise. So I didn't do 100% in my own business, but I had it and I had a few clients that I would help with handbooks or evaluating um, their policies and procedures and making recommendation or they were getting ready to become larger. So they wanted to move from spreadsheets tracking demographic data to actually acquiring HR technology to make sure they had that in the right place. So a lot of those are some of the smaller projects that I've worked on. Um, Post COVID, um, I had a lot of my network reaching out. You know, when COVID first exploded, um, we had a lot of companies who maybe were mom and pop shops that the owners themselves were trying to handle all areas of HR without an official HR uh, team on site. So. With that said, um, suddenly they were reaching out because you know you had topics of um, you know where the economy was suddenly um, in a bad place. So now they're worried: Can I make payroll? And if I can't make payroll, how many people do I have to cut? Do I lay them off? Do I furlough them? What's it mean between furlough and layoff? You know, what all do you have to do at that point? You know, to make sure you're handling it properly. Um, and then. On top of that, we had to deal with um, the White House's, you know, we went into stay at home orders. And then um, I had a couple clients that were um, not prepared to be remote. They didn't believe in remote work. They always felt, you know, there's some of these more tenured businesses that employees have to work on site and there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You are not permitted to work from home. Um, so we had technology issues that we had to quickly try to access laptops, which so did everybody else in that boat. So um, yeah, that was, was a challenge for a while. Yeah, it was a crazy time. We actually had one organization. We just could not find them fast enough. And for we literally would call around and try to access laptops and place a marker with your name on it. And by the time you got there, if you had two on hold, one might have been there because someone beat you to it. Um, so we literally sent people home with their full desktop scenario because we had no choice. We didn't know how long it was going to go. Um, and a couple of my clients, um, like Chester County was one of the first ones to pull the plug on stay at home orders. So, you know, we had to get them set up. We had to put communications out to clients, that kind of thing, um, because not everybody in the world was doing it yet. And then obviously then when the White House, you know, gave their own communication, um, we then had to get on the flip side, um, understanding the whole return to work. Um, you know, the White House had its own phase one, two, and three, but then you also had Governor Wolf in Pennsylvania with the red, yellow, and green um, return to work phases. So how do you coordinate the two and, and do they apply to everybody? So, um, you know, coming out of that or during the, during the time, a lot of my clients, um, who weren't clients became clients <laughs> right. um, who were in my network that um, had just continuously accessing me that after a while I had to have a few conversations um, just to say, you know, that I already have a strong client base and to the degree that you're accessing me, I think we need to drop a contract, that kind of thing. Um, you know, and, and that's all worked out fine. And, and it really was an eye opening experience. I think for a lot of those companies who up until then thought they had it handled. 
Um, but the, like I said that we were talking about earlier, um, it came on fast and furious. So it was a matter of how, how are you going to handle this as it's coming at you? Because it was, it was such an unknown territory, um, for the majority of us that, you know, you just want to make sure you get it right. Um, and then you're dealing with employees who were <laughs> not comfortable on top of everything else, you know, those that didn't want to come back to work if their job required it, then how do you handle that too? So it's been, it's been, it's been an unbelievable ride this last year, but at the same time, I've learned so much in a short period of time because you had to. So um, it's definitely never dull. Let's just say that. Um, As far as my other services, um, we actually, uh, so a lot of companies tend to hire us on, um, and we, uh, we come on site, we do an audit. What do you have in place? Um, do you have a company handbook? Um, do you, how are you separating out your personnel files? There's certain, um, laws that require certain pieces of information be kept separate from a personnel file. And if the department of labor were to do an audit, um, you know, you want to make sure they would pass that audit. So what does that mean? You want to make sure any medical information is uh, kept separate from the actual personnel file. I nine should be kept separate. Any background uh, research investigations should be kept separate. So these are some of the audits that we do. And then it kind of gives us a priority list, you know, A, B, and C need to get done ASAP. You need to have these um, just in case. Um, We do I nine audits. Um, Three years ago, um, there's been an uptake in Homeland Security spot audits in industries that normally didn't have audits predicted. Um, and with that said, there's high fines if they're not completed correctly. So there's a lot of overlooked sections on there or not completed properly sections on there. Um, I'll just give you an example. The date field on a 99 form um, is supposed to be two digits for the month, two for the date and four for the year. And that one gets a lot of people in trouble because majority of the world does two, two and two, you know. And that's it. But, you know, we have seen it and, and they stick to their guns with those fines. So um, one of the questions I'm often asked is, is kind of when do you know as a small business it's the right time to access, you know, a company like mine? Um, and what I say to them is um, the way my business works, it's it fits almost any organization. Um, most of the time. Uh, the clients reach out and they either need, they're growing at rapid pace. So they need to have an HR component that, um, and I do have two clients that I do this for. Um, two days a week, I'm on site at their location. Now with COVID, I've been remote, but I'm still on their their clock, so to say, for those two days. And then employees know they have access to me. Um, I'm as if I'm an extension of their own organization. And um you know, I've helped them build out their benefits platform to which they had none, um, created them a 401k plan to which there was none, and then um, got them um, identifying what roles they need to bring on and creating job descriptions and all the other elements that go into building um, the right workforce for them and the timing on that. Now, other people, um, still some of the small shops, they'll continue to operate with the senior managers. keeping majority of those type HR functions with them. However, um, 
they access me and you know we do have a working relationship um under contract to which they have access to me for running certain things by me making sure they're handling them properly before the communication goes out um and just having that additional layer of protection um knowing compliance wise they're handling it correctly so there's a couple of different methods i also have an ad hoc menu you know for those small companies that i just need a handbook um you know for the for the items that are mandatory in a handbook there's a flat rate for that all the additional things that apply specific to a company you know your specific pto policy and plan um work from home policies certain things that only apply to the organization there'll be um, different costs that we'll work out in a contract to make sure all those are implemented into the handbook as well. So there's certain things that are retained um, under contract and then I have ad hoc menus and then we just have billable time for those that, you know, I wanna have an HR presence in my organization one or two days a week. Um, we can certainly set them up for that as well. Yeah, you're checking out my website there. We actually just kicked that off a couple of weeks ago. Um, those that have interest, you could certainly reach out to me there. Um, there's phone number there. Uh, you can actually um, send a message direct and then I'd be happy to get back to anybody. So it looks like you're having a little bit there. of screening. Okay. Okay. Can you hear me now? I can. Yes. Give me just I a can. second. You gotta love technology, right? Hey Kim, I'm gonna hop in here while Danielle fixes out her tech. Uh, yeah, this is this is pretty awesome. I think. Uh, you know, a lot of local businesses uh, that are looking for um, that type of help, in particular, mm -hmm. getting through the, um, you know, the, the COVID, the quarantine and, and that sort of thing um, could probably get a little bit more direction. So and sorry about that. Can you hear me now, Kim? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're good. Back on. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump back off again, Danielle, so you can wrap things up. Okay. So sorry about that. I just, I had, I was having some internet connection issues. So <laughs> no worries. thank you so much, Kim, for kind of carrying through that as I was sort of um, cutting in and out. But like I was no saying worries. earlier, I'm, I'm taking all this in because there's, you know, there's so much that falls under HR. I don't think a lot of people realize, I mean, even I'm still learning how much really falls under that umbrella. So, you know, I think when people hear HR, they sort of maybe think of payroll and the hiring process and managing employees and all that, but it goes so far. And like you said, you're really helping businesses avoid, you know, any fees or legal issues, things like that. Okay. So you're really, there's a huge protection component there. So I think that's awesome that you are there for small businesses who already have so much to manage. So right. on top of, you know, you're able to provide them some relief when it comes to that aspect right. so that they can focus on other aspects of their business. Exactly. Um, so it's great what you do. Um, and if I'm not sure if you already mentioned this, I'm sorry, is do you have anyone on your team or is it just you at the moment? 
it's just me, but I do have working relationships with other HR colleagues who I subcontractor. So okay. yeah, we actually have a group of about five of us that actually take on the jobs as they come in. Okay. Okay. Yep. And I'm going to backtrack just a little bit. If you could just briefly share, you mentioned you got your LLC in 2019. What mm -hmm. sort of kickstarted your desire to take this into your own business? So you had worked in the corporate field. What inspired you to make it your own thing? Actually, a lot of those conversations um, in 2017, um, I had been with one organization for 16 years. And on, when I look back, I chuckle because um, our HR team was actually um, outsourced, which ironically is now me. <laughs> um, so uh, in a crazy spin on things, um, I had actually gotten really complacent over those 16 years. It was the height of when I was raising my family. Um, so I was lucky enough at the time to get out the door, be productive, get back home, handle my mom functions um, and feel successful, you know, day in and day out. Um, when I got outsourced, the bucket fell out the bottom. Um, I did not realize how I had not worked at staying um you know, connected with all my networking relationships, I did not do a good job. And, you know, I, out of the gate, I went in survival mode and I kicked it into high gear going to almost any um, networking event I could go to. And I committed to myself back in 2017. I would never, never, never let myself experience that again. That was not a comfortable feeling. And sometimes you need that to kind of make you wake up and make changes. And I did. Um, so then fast forward over the next two years, um, I mean, I had gotten reemployed soon after that. Um, and then my network just really kind of exploded just because of a lot of the interactions in these networking events. And then also um, with each new client I brought on, I got to know more brokers, you know, benefit brokers, new third party administrators. It just kept expanding. And honestly, it ended up being that I was just very fortunate to have a pod of really great questions that um, always accessed me, um, asking me certain questions. Um, I've been very lucky in that um, I've always been able to take continuing ed credits. I've always gone to the annual SHRM conference. I always make sure I'm engaged um, and making sure I'm staying up on the content, the you know that's going on right now because it's changing all the time. You know, between um, state and uh, local municipalities having their own paid sick time that's required, it just gets really granular. So I need to always kind of stay up, stay in tune with what's going on. So with everybody kind of accessing me, I kept saying to myself, like, this is crazy. Like, I feel like I'm giving out all this free knowledge. And um, I knew I didn't really have the capacity because I was still a mom. I still had a, you know, raising my children and, and, and trying to work. And I've never not worked except for a short six week maternity leave way back when. So knowing that um, I had to be able to have job work-life balance, you know, um, I knew that I wasn't at the point that I could commit all in um, because of, you know, big things happening in my family on a personal level. Um, and then still, still be able to, I was a director at the time, um, fulfill my role and the requirements of the job, you know, and the people that reported to me. So, but I did start 
having people access me and saying, Hey, I have a handbook that needs evaluation. Do you have time that you could do this? You know, and, and I'll pay you. Well, all I kept thinking was, you know, you stick your neck out and you have to know, be an expert, a knowledge expert. And I thought, okay, if I'm going to do this, I have to do this with, you know, the right safeguards in place. So I formed the LLC one for that reason. And two, getting myself the right liability insurance because I wanted to make sure, you know, I was, I was official. I wanted to be official. So that's what I did. And then um, little by little, I just picked up some small jobs on the side. It wasn't anything that I, I didn't want to end up tilting, you know, my cup was pretty full <laughs> and I didn't want to tilt it in the wrong direction, trying to manage work-life balance. But um, this year has been an eye-opening experience for me. Um, we had a lot of clients that um, at the height of COVID were panicking about their own payroll. And when you're a contractor or a consultant, you're the first one that might be sacrificed because they want to make sure they keep their own people paid. So it was one of it was, it was a really challenging time. Um, you know, I, I was scared for myself. I was scared. Oh gosh, you know, am I going to be one of the masses? Um, my husband was a casualty and that's why he rebranded himself. Um, you know, he lost his job. So there was a lot in flux and, and I realized that there were a lot of people, I mean, millions, as we know from unemployment, you know, also impacted. So with that said, I just thought, you know, I think this is the year because I think the need on the flip side, you know, not so much going in when, when the world and the economy tanked, um, but more on the recovery side, I knew it was going to look and feel different. And I knew that we weren't going to go hundred percent back to stay at home orders, you know, so businesses were going to have to start to operate in the new world. And what did that look like? And I thought that the need of managing the workforce more than ever, knowing they were going to have to go back to work. And those that are going back um, hybrid, you know, and eventually will go back. I do think that um, there's a whole new landscape with remote workforce. And I do think some companies are going to stay remote. I mean, there's, a, heck, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, uh, property management groups. I'm sure not feeling comfortable right now, knowing they might give up their office space, but you have a whole new complexity though, making sure that you're staying connected and keeping cultures active, you know, and live alive. You could, you know, when you're detached, that can be something that falls to the wayside too. So it's taken life. So, um, but it's all good, you know, and I think it just reinforces the need for HR. Um, and it might not be a one size fits all, but I do think it's it's definitely an area that most companies today have realized the importance to have that. Right. And it, it sounds like you take a very individualized approach when it comes to your clients yeah. so that you're making sure all their needs are met. And, you know, right. it's not just a, like you said, it's not a one size fits all thing. So it sounds like you really yeah. get in there and really analyze their situation so you can help them the best you can, which is awesome. Right. And not um, everybody has corporate size budget either. Right. Yeah. Right. So, right. you know, I certainly understand that, but I do know there are certain times that, you know, you have to have that, um, that reinforcement and that partner um, because to a degree you have to get back to business and the HR, as I know, can really kind of seize your day depending on what the topic is, you know, and, you know, as much as owners say they, they are okay with handling, having the hand in everything, um, 
to a degree, you know, the business itself tends to uh, become a casualty of that, you know, and I just know right. from certain things that derail your day in HR. So, yeah, you know. when you're a small business owner, you don't want to spread yourself too thin. And, you know, yeah. if you need help, it's there. And, you know, if there are any businesses out there watching, please contact Kim if you have any HR needs. Um, she's more than happy to help you. Kim, thank you so much for joining okay. us today. We are coming up on the end of the episode. So before we leave, if you could just share quickly where everyone can find you. I know we put our web your website up on the screen, but any social media platforms that people can connect with you on? Yes, so I'm on Facebook. I do have a Facebook page um, at HR Intended and also um, my website there, hrintended.com. And then the email address is hrintended at gmail.com. So thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. And you guys have been great at the chamber. Your communication, oh, thank you so much. Melissa and Eileen are doing a great job. I mean, oh, for the short period so I've been engaged with you guys, you do a great job. Thank you. We really appreciate that. And thank you again for coming on. Great episode. You have an awesome story. Um, and I just learned a lot about HR. So <laughs> a lot of things I didn't know. So this was a really big learning experience for me. So thank you. Um, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I hope everyone has a great day. Thank you for tuning in. Please like, turn on notifications, subscribe, or share. Want to be a guest? Email podcast at tricountyareachamber.com.